Okay, so I do like this question today, and we'll start here. Um, should you be compensated extra when someone else is on vacation? So a coworker, a teammate, they go on vacay, you get stuck with the extra work. Should there be like a vacation type pay for those situations? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm going through this right now, and it it's like a split thing because I know they would do it for me too. But I'm also putting in an extra two, three hours a day to cover their work. Yeah, it's kind so, of tough because, like you said, they'll do it for you, but you are still doing extra work. And you mm-hmm. are in the team of each other. I feel like the way business is run, if you look at it from the other side, anytime you add anything or get even an ounce more out of a business, like there is a charge with it. They will not let anything go out the door without a charge. It could be a napkin, a little ketchup packet. Yeah. There is a charge. So it should go the other way around. The people pushing the business forward should also get compensated in that same manner of if you are doing more, if bacon on the burger is more money, then John's book on my desk this week is also more money. It's just that simple. Yeah, that's a that's a good point uh, for sure, especially because I feel like uh, at, in today's day and age, you know, the generational worker is really going by the book as their job description. Like it's, it's less and less that uh, people are really going above and beyond uh, for their role when it's, it's not required and you don't get paid more for it. So it's just trending in that direction where it's like, okay, I am doing this extra work, but I got to see the money for it. Yeah, I agree. Because that that PTO that you take, you earned, right? That's a part of your compensation package. It's what convinced you to take the job. Exactly. So you have the right to take PTO whenever you want. And and when you go on PTO, again, you have the right to not do anything work-related. So all of whatever type of job you do, your work gets pushed off until you come back from PTO. Yeah, if you're if you're a corporation, the worst thing that ever happened to you was COVID because you had to get super weak and be like, look, I know you guys can't come in, but we need you to keep us afloat and you can do that from your house. And period, the end. From that point on, the workforce is like, oh, no, like the bailout, right? Like the work bailout where we couldn't come in and you still had us working from home and you did better than before. Right. You can't then turn around and be like, well, we need you to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. So it's like it's like that nice little middle ground where it's like I did you a favor. You can't turn around and call me out on that same thing. There's no way. Yeah. I love it. Who knows? I went to for the working man, dude. I went to a baby shower at work today. At work. work. It was hosted at work. Did you bring a present? How did this go? I did. I, I feel like. It's got to be something golf related. Well, no, it was, um, it was, you know, one of my female, one of my female coworkers is having a baby and it was nice. I mean, you know, the supervisors put on a little thing. Um, and I'm not the type to not bring anything. I'm not the guy that shows up somewhere empty handed. So I got her a card, a little target gift card, but it's just, you know, baby shower at work. Any, any, like a potluck? Any food? No, they had cake. Uh, they had cake. Though. Come on, how do y'all have food? It's better than emails. 
Yeah. Honestly, I'm. I feel like too many office potlucks is a bad thing. I know that sounds crazy. No, I agree. Gets but old. it yeah, it gets a little old. I'm like, okay, Sharon, I had your, you know, family secret green bean casserole for like the fifth time in the last two months. Yeah, the liverwurst was delectable. No, I feel like Beatrice. it depends. Like if your I think I'm okay. Change, if they change it up, then it's awesome. But like you said, if it's you the need same people thing dedicated. Over and over again, well, yeah, you need. No I mean, and I'm not the type to yeah. bring. I'm not. I'm not going to be the guy that makes something to bring it in. I'll that get just, something from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'll do the whole buying thing. Um, but at that point too, it gets to the. It gets to you know the time where you just have too much shit, mm-hmm. and then like you walk into the office kitchen, everything's a mess. There's food everywhere. No one wants to volunteer to clean it up. Yeah, dude, that it's used to stress like, me. Uh, I used to clean the kitchen okay. in my last office a lot because <laughs> it would just get ran through, and it would like it would just stress me out even at my desk, just knowing that there was just like this chaotic presence. Yeah, I think there's a fine line between the right amount. Of potlucks and we messed and up and one too many. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. Once so, you potluck, you never go back. Yeah, I was kind of glad they didn't do a potluck. Dude, imagine um, taking someone from like seventeen, twelve, and explaining a potluck to them. They would just bring a <laughs> rabbit. They'd be like, "Yeah, we do this every night. What do you mean? Yeah, this is how we hunt and gather, dude. Yeah, this is how our village operates. We throw it in a pile and we figure out who's hungry. It's <laughs> a so little corporate Jared over here. Uh, yeah, but the women eat first. They won't understand. <laughs> now it's a free for all, man. Yeah, dude, I'm claiming all the rabbits. It's good. You ever eat a rabbit before? Yeah. My dad grew up as a little hunter and gatherer oh, in, in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, living off the land, dude. That's all they did. I mean, I don't live like that. I'm not, this isn't like a, I'm claiming something I don't do, but they did. So I like experienced it a little bit. My, it's not ideal. Like I like Chick-fil-A over rabbit for sure. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is, is that, really is good. Is that the weirdest thing you've eaten? Rabbit? Yeah. Nah, probably eel. Eel? Yeah. Really? At escargot once. I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. It's really good. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I like I, oysters. I, I wasn't, a, I, I wasn't a fan just because of how I was like, I mean, is that the snails? snails? Yeah, yeah. Snail. I'm not against texture. I think oysters are great. I love oysters. Do they cook the snail or it's just raw? Like, right honestly, off the I have no idea because it was a really dark room and I was about like eight <laughs> drinks deep and there was all this other kind of that stuff on sound it. Sound like a good second layer. Yeah, snails. <laughs> it wasn't a second layer. It was like a twelve course meal and like the they were like very. <laughs> they were like the size of like my a, wealth. They were like the size of like a little teacup plate. I'm in a dark room. Course. These guys are feeding me drinks and aphrodisiacs. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. Slick tree bark. I don't I know what's it. going octopus on. Octopus is weird, but octopus is really good. It's pretty good. I don't fuck with octopus. I love octopus. It's I'm fried, not against it's it. Fried calamari, baby. Yeah, it's just it's bigger. Oh, I'm a big oyster guy. I love oysters, dude. Love yeah. me a good down oyster. Hilton Head. Some oh. of the best oysters I've ever had was that fine dining restaurant we went to the one time we were acting like adults. I don't think I've had oysters since we went and played River Run in Ocean City, Maryland. And uh, my buddy Jordan had Dude, oysters Jordan. that one night and drank. And then he was just, I had to stop every like two hours days. to throw up on the way home. Oh. Dude was struggling. He ate a breakfast sandwich to survive and then he gave it back in the parking lot. <laughs> he threw up like right next to your car. Yeah, it was not a great sight before a couple hours. A couple hours. just. But I was just hanging with Troy, so it was okay. Yeah, so I'm afraid of oysters now. I just, I don't want to be that guy. Just don't. Give yourself a base of crustaceans when you drink, and you'll be fine. Red meat. None of that Bill Gates shit. Get <laughs> well, out of here. That's why we got ribeyes, bro. Surf and turf. Red meat. Surf yeah. and turf. I do and like beers. that. And beers. Ooh. 
Mm, yeah, Lost, Tav- beers, Lost Tavern beer. Oh, I love Lost Tavern so uh, much. Eli yeah. approved because I spend hours there a week. Right off the rip. Lost Tavern Brewing Company, Grace Tangerine. It's an American wheat beer with, you guessed it, tangerine. Um, and it's really good. What's the, uh, anyone got an ABV on here? It's got to be like. Can's cool, but it's just kind of plain for me. It's not really doing yeah. much. I don't see the ABV, so I'm going to guess 5.6. That's my guess. Nikki but I'll Q, look you it got up. the Google. I think he's got I'm, it. I'm Googling. Okay. I yeah, guess it's just 5. orange 6. can with like a dove on it. I mean, it's kind of like majestic. 5.2. 5, two. five two. Wow. Ooh, yeah. I thought it would be higher. You're like, right there, Eli. Yeah, but I feel like that's pretty That's pretty generic. I think so a 5 for, for a this. Week here, yeah. yeah. So I feel like marginally I was pretty off. I, get, I wanted to give it a little more. It's got a little bite to it, which I do like. It's like a mango cart that kind of like has like a little snip. This uh, tastes like a carbonated high C. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I do. It's good though, right? Big fan. Oh, yeah. I slug these all day. I had these the other night once watching uh, Billy Bauer play. Yeah. That, like was, a, that was great too. Yeah, like a hard sunny D. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. Tavern's yeah. hard sunny D. Very Tavern's watered down. hard but. D. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Solid beer, American wheat. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 6.5. 6.5. Solid score. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go uh, a hair a hair lower. Um, it's great with the weather getting hotter. Lighter beers are just nice and, oh, yeah. and refreshing. So it, it is very refreshing, but um, I don't think there's as much flavor as a lot of other ones that we've had. So I'm going to give this like a 5.9. It's good, though. Yeah, I like this one. I've kind of been veering away from IPAs a little bit lately, and just being in the sunny the sunny weather and the golf weather, I think this one's absolutely perfect for that. So I'm def- I'm going to go with like a 7.1. Uh, this is a great – it's a great summer beer. You go to like a cookout or something, I think this is a hit for sure. I can really taste the tangerine here, and it's super refreshing. Um, it honestly feels like a heavier Bud Light orange, and I really like the mm. flavor. Um, but for some reason, this beer is just, like, sitting in my gut like 15 bowling balls, and I'm not <laughs> even halfway through it. It's a lot of bowling balls. Yeah, it says it's light-bodied ale, but this shit feels like it's heavy-bodied. <laughs> big, big body. Time. Yeah, big-bodied <laughs> beer. Um, so I'm going to... I'm going to give it a 6.3, especially since there's a dub on the can and it's American wheat. It should probably be an eagle. So That's a good call. <laughs> I like that. It's, he's in there, dude. But I feel like an eagle would be too aggressive for this can and the name Grace. Yeah. Do you want to punch the sun in the face? <laughs> Have a Grace yeah. tangerine. <laughs> or, or, or instead be friends with the sun. Yeah. Here's an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sports. The playing tournament is upon us. Um, now I did find out a very odd thing from, from watching the broadcast of these, uh, two playing games, these stats that these players compile, they don't count as playoff stats and they don't count as regular season stats. Yeah. Like it's these weird, it's like lost in history. They act like they're not in a professional setting and what they're doing doesn't count. I mean, I get not to count it as playoff stats, but why wouldn't you count it as regular season stats, though? Yeah, I feel like it has to be quantified at some point. I mean, the regular season is a little tough, though, because then they might get an extra game on somebody, and that might skew stuff a little bit. But it's it, skew what so awards? Minimal. No. 
Yeah, I mean they're still they're so subjective. Dude, how about people trying point. to give Draymond Green Defensive Player of the Year? Dude, Dray- <laughs> they oh, they love throwing Draymond up for awards, bro. Wait, who, That's who's all they the favorite do. right now, Jared? Um, I haven't looked, but the fact that he's even in the discussion is absolutely. I know Mitch Moss is going for uh, Bro- Brooks or is it Brook Lopez? Brook Lopez, Brooke, yeah. Brooks Lopez, one or the other. I'm thinking Brooke. the other Brooks. Um, yeah, I wonder who the favorite, favorite is because I feel like it's not Draymond. I don't even know if they'll be on the board anymore. Just with the regular season being over. Oh, here we go. Awards. Yeah, they only have Finals MVP up. But I just I don't see in what world is Draymond Green the best defensive player in yeah, the but NBA. Who are these people saying that? ESPN. The writers, like some <laughs> the of the writers, dude, to get people with votes. It's out of control. The view drivers, dude. Yeah, They're going to give people, you something ridiculous to look at. It's the same, we had this conversation last week about people that don't play sports making rules about sports and it's or voting about sports or who's the best, and they don't have a clue. It's infuriating. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that that talk. Um, like I said, I know Mitch was on Brooke. Um, huge number. Think, well, what's the dude from the, the Grizzlies? Jaron Jackson? Yeah, I think he's yeah, a favorite. He's a, I think he so was a favorite. Overall defensive rating. So just this all-inclusive, like, advanced leader stat. Wait, what website is that? I'm on NBA.com. NBA, just like there? Yeah, like they have players, stats, and advanced leaders. So it shows, like, efficiency ratings. Um, I have to see what this is out of. I'll check. But it's got Sam Hauser on the Celtics as one, but it's got Caruso at two and Jaron Jackson, who you just brought up at three, Brooke Lopez at four. So, I mean, it's pretty on pace with what you guys are, are going back and forth with. Yeah, but Alex Caruso, though? What the fuck? Caruso's always been a hustle player. I mean, he's no different yeah, than Marcus best Smart. defensive player in the league Yeah, type? but you got to think, who else is playing on the Bulls, dude? He's over there with, like, Zach Levine. Like, he's got all the time in the world to make plays. If he made a splash with LeBron on the Lakers, then he can absolutely get plenty time on the Bulls. Like for sh- and he's a hustle player. He's like Marcus Smart. You get those little greasy steals, dude. Yeah. Like you get those rebounds just because you're running nonstop. Like you can sneak up. And it's efficiency based too. So like, it's yeah. Just I wonder time how they spent. calculate that though. It's probably time spent. I would think it's like an efficiency of like getting some type of statistic based on time spent on the court, and then you're so if you're a hustle player, like you have such an edge. Like, James Harden is probably dead last. You know what I mean? If it's based on stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, defense in the NBA, it's just like, okay, am I going to try? I'll be a good defensive player. Most of them don't care about defense. You know what's crazy, though, that in the play-in games, they they haven't been around, you know, that long. There's a... Whoa, these are prestigious games, There's been four. There's been... uh, Only the best teams are in There's been 14 play-in games so far year-to-date outside the ones that take place tonight, which is... um, April 12th. Uh, so up to April 12th, the under is 11 and 3. Ooh. That's a nice stat. That's insane. 11 and 3. 11 what and 3 playing games going well, you're in the like, under. I feel like a play, dude, it's it's like the gulag if you play COD. It's like you're kind of nervous because you might get caught, dude, have a bad day. Your whole, your whole game goes to waste. And it's like, dude, if you just have that bad run, you're chalk. It also makes sense, too, because the teams in the play-in games – aren't very good no and they even are so like considering like, like do we even want to win this game or do we rather have three picks yeah, ahead I mean, look, look at the mavs they were in the playing games and they were yeah. just like i'd rather not yeah <laughs> like, just benched everybody dude. yeah they're they're getting like um 
getting ripped. Yeah, so they're getting investigated for that, apparently. Yeah, There's so much in the NBA right the now. Even Zion Williamson, dude, he literally said, we have important games coming up. Yeah, man, the playoffs. And he's just like, I'm physically 100, like, I'm good. I saw that. But he was like, but just I'm not like Zion yet. <laughs> like, imagine I show up at work, right? Imagine I show up at work and I have a meeting and I join the meeting and there's 20, 30 people, right? They probably all make more money than me. And I'm like, you know what, guys? The internet's working. I'm feeling good. I got coffee. I'm awake. But, you know, I'm just not feeling like Eli and just leave the meeting. What is happening to my job? I would love to have a job like that. What is happening to my job in that moment? Uh, you, you guys, I'm not feeling like myself. I got to go shoot 18, maybe 36. I mean, in Zion's defense, and why, I got to be away would, since January 2nd. In his defense, why would he play when he gets paid the same amount for not playing? Because so like, you you end up in like, unfortunately, different dynamics, but like a Lamar dynamic of like, well, why would I pay you if you're not going to play? It's like, do you want to commit to this one contract and live off it for the rest of your life, or do you want to yeah. guarantee this type of production? Don't I you mean, also get incentives for winning playoff games and stuff? You get incentives though? for everything. Well, no, the NBA is so different, dude. It's so different that shitty players are getting paid more than NFL quarterbacks, which is crazy. No matter oh, what happens, so no matter much. what happens with Zion, he's going to get another contract. Oh, of course. So he's going to Ben Simmons. It's the NBA's fault for the situation they're in. You know why a that- team in a team that is. I mean, obviously, we won't call these playing games the playoffs. They're on the cusp, yeah. The cusp of the playoffs. And he's like, yeah, I'm fully healthy, but. I just don't want to. Yeah. And to your point. It's the Larry David. Eh. Yeah. They play so much. They drive, you know, the tickets and stuff. Obviously, it doesn't touch in an NFL game. But, dude, Zion hasn't played in over 60% of his available starts. I think the total number was like 297, and he's played like 130 of them. Like, something in that realm right there. But to Frank's point, like, he's still getting paid, dude. And what's the your lackluster career? The, 30 mil after this? I don't see. You know what? If I was a fan of the team and I have an issue with it, but in this circumstance, it's oh, like a, yeah. I mean, it's like a nice double barrel finger to, like, the corporate suits. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, oh, we got to re-sign him because we can't be wrong. You know what I mean? Like, we got to be the big smart guys. smart Mr. McSmarty Pants, I never hit a three-pointer from beyond the arc in my entire life. But Mr. McSmarty Pants, oh, I was wrong about this guy. And I just cost the organization $50 million over the course of six years. Oh, but we're going to keep doing it anyway because I have to be right. And then they're just wrong and they lose all the, the money. So it's this, like, fuck those guys. Mr. McSmarty the, um, Pants, dude. The one concept from, like, soccer i wish was adopted across all sports oh God, let's hear it. is having <laughs> a b league where the number one team in the b league well, gets, like league. minor league baseball gets, gets promoted into the pros and then the bottom place relegation team will never it's relegated the gap is too big well no not only that it's just these owners would never allow it why exactly. would why would you as an owner option in to make potentially make team. less money I, I know i know i'm just saying in a in my perfect world I hear what he's saying though. Like in the terms of it'd be cool, fair, accountable, like competitive well, sports. Stop teams from tanking. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. It, oh, you want to suck? All right, go play but, to two thousand people. You know what? In America, we don't do that, so we're letting the corporate suits win. <laughs> I just think, can't let them win. I, I don't think, think a G League team <laughs> could take on any NBA team. That's also fair. No, the, yeah, the but, gap is way too. Over, need, here's the thing: over uh, over a, a period of time, you would see a balance of talent. You'd have because to see, like, a horrific mismanagement from the NBA to let trickle-down talent. To get a team so good, it would cover that gap, though, I hey, feel like. Hey, man, it happens. 
Yeah, everything happens. happens. I, mean, I think baseball would probably be the easiest sport to implement that in because there's so many minor league players yeah. that it's like if teams disperse and trade for some veterans and like some of the top prospects around the league, and then you have a team like the Oakland A's who really should be relegated because they're a joke. You know what I mean? And then yeah, you have another team that has like a bunch of 19, 23-year-olds and a couple of vets in there that are good. These minor league teams are associated with the yeah, professional you, you, teams. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it would never happen. They're but not a totally different a business. And uh, yeah, entity, I understand that. You know but I'm mean? saying like if they got ri- if they scrapped that structure, right, and did it the way that European soccer does, it, it would totally work. So would it because make, there is enough talent pool, I think, in the professional baseball realm and, to make that and, happen. And it, it also gives opportunity to just you know the walk-ons you need like a you need like a portal of sort then in that scenario to frank's point and your point to like disconnect the minor league teams from like affiliates which you would never because the minor league teams get paid by the big league teams to operate it would would never work but in the perfect world you know okay these minor league teams don't make enough money to survive on their own yeah if if there was if there was a team though that would be into it right now it's the dallas mavericks because everyone's ton they, they tanked so hard the whole integrity fees like a couple years ago and everyone complain all the owners complain about it yeah, especially I mean, mark cuban being one of the, the spearheads to that and then it's like oh no we Kyrie syndrome we're done see like that it's the nba did this to itself so you can't even be mad at teams yeah. what they should do is be like okay the worst teams playing a playing tournament to decide the number one pick you have to Win this tournament to earn the number one. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, you have to hold them accountable for everything. Yeah, like, fuck point. a playoff game for the actual playoff or playing yeah, tournament for the playoffs. Dude, these eight teams in the playing games suck. They, they aren't. The they aren't good yeah. teams. I mean, dude, so look why at the not just do that night. opposite? And instead of tanking, you'll have teams continuing to play well, so they can get a better seed. In the play-in for the number one draft pick, yeah. we don't use the A word yeah. accountability, Frank. We don't like to use. He's one hundred percent right, though, because if you're in, like you're a Lakers fan, no, I'm or if you're just I'm a agreeing. fan of the basketball game and you're staying up, and you see the Timberwolves put up sixty in the first half, and then they they come out and put up 38, 38 points in the second half, and you're supposed to be you're a playoff team. That's Should a have joke. Thirty five. I mean, dude, ha- over half the leagues playoff teams. I mean, even, even with the Heat, Diluted. dude, okay, Bam's a very good power forward, but when they have to play him at center, their other two power forwards are Kevin Love and fucking 56-year-old Udonis Haslam. And Kevin Love's not <laughs> far like, from that like, rating. That's, that's a playoff team? No. Dude, like, think about Udonis Haslam won a championship with the Heat before LeBron got dude, there. Udonis Haslam's been on a vet men for I don't even know how many years because he's a player coach that doesn't even get minutes. So, like, even the, <laughs> even the roster of the Heat, like, they don't belong anywhere near the no. playoffs. Yeah, Tyler Hero's no. not carrying you through the playoffs. No. It's not ever going to happen. The highlight of his Ka- career Kyle, being Jack Carlson. Kyle, Kyle, La- Kyle Lowry had his ceiling game. And they still lost by double digits to the Hawks. Like, dude, a good Lowry offense is awful. And um, at one point in the Lakers Timberwolves game, it, there was a minute left in the fourth quarter, and there were seven made field goals in the entire quarter. Like, that's that's unreal. It was it was the at least Hawks Heat just sucked the whole time but at least Timberwolves Lakers was a very fun shitty game like that was a very fun exciting they stayed on pace with each other which made it good like they both played terrible 
But then they also both pulled it out the end because you had LeBron kicked it to uh, Schroeder, who hit that corner three, and they had the big celebration. They came down, and Conley got fouled by, like, AD. That was hit all three free throws. Yeah, this is stupid, dude. So dumb. And then they go to OT and end up winning the game. But, like, to Frank's point, like, it's bad basketball, but, like, it's entertaining basketball at least. Like, something Well, that happens. one was. The Heat, the Heat well, that game Hawks sucked. game just sucked. It wasn't even entertaining. And it was right after they said openly that they were trading Trey Young. <laughs> like, like so, you guys are going into a playoff game, a play-in playoff game, and you just openly say that your star is on the market. What are we doing? That here? was like a that was a revenge game for Trey Young against his own team. Yeah, dude, that's all-time <laughs> bonehead, bro. Like, <laughs> it's a wild world we live in. Oh all right, God. Eli, anything else uh, that you wanted to touch on for the Lakers or anything at all before we move on? Only, only fun fact is I put a free five dollar bet. From that, uh, the one, the Sham, sh- no, who was it? The one show, I don't remember her name. Um, and I put five dollars down to Lakers at plus eighty five hundred mid season. So that's like a four hundred some dollar ticket for the Lakers to win the chip. So we got a hedge opportunity coming up, dude. It's on the way right now, right now. Good luck, man. Um, Brooks Kepka. He choked. Nicky Mush. <laughs> yeah, I passed out during that. I will say, Nick, I was kind of mad, but not as mad because, <laughs> no, seriously, though, Brooks didn't look good even before Nicky Q said that. He was still in the lead when Nicky Q said that. Yeah, he was about up, betting on Brooks. He was up at like but two or three strokes. He still didn't. He wasn't really. This guy Nick well. texts the group chat at like Sunday, right before tea time. He's like, "I'm gonna bet Brooks plus one fifteen. It's like Travis Kelsey when he texts Rom. He's he like, "That green on one's purpose. looking like a walk in the yeah, park." And then Rom ran four. I mean, even even Saturday, though, Brooks really didn't look that sharp. And then them having to resume play because of the weather Sunday. So what Sunday they played thirty holes. Yeah. 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 So I mean, he's mm-hmm. he didn't even. I look wish they good just before that. pushed Saturday and played Sunday and finished on Monday. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why are you playing? Why are you making him play in the shit? Dude, Brooks conditions? also like he showcased multiple times. He doesn't have the best like mental fortitude. You remember even with the whole Bryson thing when he was walking behind him with the metal cleats, he like totally lost his train yeah. of thought like mid interview like and didn't even know girl. what to do. Like he got so like. That's why you saw when Rom four put at the beginning and Brooks was out in the lead. He had like three strokes or whatever it was. It was like 12-9 at one point. And then Rom's getting close. It's just like you just know Rom is going to manhandle him mentally. Like Brooks isn't built for that. Yeah. I Was it Full Swing? Full Swing documentary? His episode, he's like, I can't keep up with these guys three, four days in a row. Like that's his entire mentality through through all of it it's like he can't go for again rounds. imagine you just don't show but, up on thursday but, at work but yeah, it's just four days is too much but for you're me. a pro golfer <laughs> you're a pro and you call yourself a pro like so my my thing is i really don't think it was the mental side of it for brooks and i know a lot of people made the you know the 54 holes you know live joke but he looked gassed like, yeah. he seriously just looked gassed on Sunday. Dude, he got paid, bro. <clears throat> him, him Sunday having to play 30 holes, like, it, it just is a different grind for the live guys right now. Not only the amount of holes you play, but just the level of talent in each tournament. Um, So I think Brooks looked great the first couple of days. Um, 
he just looked gassed though. Sunday, he just looked like he could not handle it physically. Not that he's hurt, but just the stamina wise and yep. the grind mm-hmm. of a full weekend of PGA Tour golf. It's you know? not even that surprising though, because I mean, dude, you see the big check up front, like you know why the guys that go over there go over there. Like the guys that are diehards, they didn't leave the PGA. They want to stay true to the culture, and that's fine. The other guys who wanted the money, they went to live, and that's fine as well, right? It's preference. But that shows right there, like, I want to get paid more to do less. <clears throat> so, like, to your point, when they come back and they hang with those PGA guys that are grinding out the smaller money, like, they're going to get shown up. Like, it, they're going to have – and it's not everybody. I'm sure there's guys on Live Tour that grind like they did on PGA. But, like, when they get that – can you imagine you get, like, $300 million on paper? You're owed. You're Bobby Bonilla right now. You know what I mean? Like, are you, there's a mindset that gets that. And it's like, I don't really have to like totally show up to work anymore. It's like, just don't get fired. Be relevant. And you're only playing against half the talent you were playing against. Oh yeah. Originally. Both sides of the field got easier to go. I mean, maybe not so much the PGA, but look at Phil. He's just been charging up just to have the best four days of his entire golf career. in like the last, and it paid off seven seasons. Well, and since he won the PGA, that's probably his best showing. Mm-hmm. Lord paid knows off. it paid off. Yeah, not just for him. Um, our producer, Ralph, had a sick future. And the, the crazy thing is, like, to make that bet for Phil to finish top five when he was, what, three over par. He's, like, 52 yeah. years old. He was minus two the last day. Just un- yeah. unreal. Well, he had, the, uh, he had the best round on Sunday of anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and they yeah, didn't that, CBS. No coverage. Yeah. Because we as golf fans bias. don't care, right? Well, bias. No, not, media not sucks. Because of that, it's because dude, it's it's golf coverage for a while. It just fucking sucks. Well, then yeah, Kepka was out playing on Saturday, nope, and they nope. were they were in on Al Michaels. Then we're yeah. not seeing the rest of Kepka's round. They did not show one shot of when Kepka, Rom, and that amateur started. Well, it's brutal on dude. Saturday, Ridiculous. and they're gonna lose. They're finally getting followers. You're finally getting people interested in golf, mm-hmm. and you're playing opinions and games, and you're gonna lose them just as fast. And you're gonna make some diehard fans are gonna get pissed, dude. If you're a diehard golf guy and Brooks is your guy, and they don't even put the camera on him, why are you watching? Well, luckily with Masters.com, you have the website. It's a crazy picture, of Phil Mickelson. <laughs> You have the website. So, like, I wanted to watch Cam Smith. If I wasn't doing my due diligence to be able to watch Cam Smith all weekend, I wouldn't have watched him. But Masters.com probably has the best coverage out of any golf event ever. You can literally create your own group and see every shot from, like, every golfer you want to see. It's a great app, dude. Customize your entire list. And then, you know, they have the feature groups. They have their own broadcasts outside of ESPN. CBS. Honestly, I thought ESPN Plus's coverage of the Masters blew CBS out of the water. Obviously, it was only featured groups, but like you were saying, and we discussed, I mean, it's Saturday. Everyone's in the clubhouse except for like Brooks and Rom and Sam uh, Sam Bennett, and and we're on Al Michaels. Like, what are we doing? Are you serious? Radio show? (laughs) Yeah. Why? Like, come on. We want to. We're here to watch golf. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Live though, I think I think a live player is going to win a major this year. So the the last three majors of the year, I think a live golf player will win. Finished what top or three out of the top five were live golfers yeah. at the Masters. Yeah, will, will Phil Mickelson place top twenty in another major for the rest of his career? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, this year. Like, what, uh, what kind of year, odds um, can we get on that? I feel like if he does, it's going to be the next one. I don't know that he has a bad round and bounces back before the season ends. 
So I feel like if I were to bet any of them, it's it's going to be the next showing. Let them ride the fire, keep the momentum. Well, every what, can we get can we get odds on? Will every live golfer beat John Daly in the in the British Open? No. Why not? It's John, it's John I mean, Daly. Yeah. He's old. Yeah, he's old. He's yeah, old. Phil Mickelson's old. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, Freddie Patrick Reed kind of too. Yeah, but, but like, Phil Mickelson was way better than John Daly ever was. That's fact. That, that's just a fact. Hundred percent hammer, dude. <laughs> What if so, John Daly does steroids that and, weekend? And Phil you know? Mickelson is still actively playing a lot at a higher level than I mean John Daly. What he plays in like bigger tournaments that he gets auto invites to, but because yeah. he plays in the PGA and he plays in the Open, he does, he's, he's, not, he's the Ric Flair of golf. He's got yeah. that. Like, he's literally he's Rick one of Flair. us. He's drinking beers, watching yeah, baseball, he's just having... and enjoying his Cardinals and going to Hooters. Yeah. Uh, this week though, RBC Heritage, uh, a very fond tournament for me. It's in, uh, or it's on Hilton Head, South Carolina, uh, Harbor Town. Very nice course. Never played it, but I've been there. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it, even though it's, you know, always the tournament after the Masters. No one, you know, it's kind of the Master come down, whatever. Um, I still enjoy it a lot. Um, great course. Shout out Rob. It's usually too. a great tournament. Dude, I, I do see I his love, plane. That's cool. Yeah. I love his little, I mean, not to circle back, but the NBA thing, right? Rom is the opposite. Rom is like, out, like the kids, dude. The kids there, they want to see the guy who just won the Masters. Like, I have to show up. You love yeah, to see the, that. The dude. quote I saw: He already committed to the tournament, obviously before winning the Masters. So he's going to stay committed. And like Eli said, like he tweeted about, you know, he's he his thought went immediately to the kids wanting to see. The guy who just won the Masters. It's huge, so. dude. You like a pro golfer could come out of that group of kids watching because that just made that difference. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyone? Any other details about RBC before we uh, move on? Cam to Young's gonna win. Oh, twenty-two to one. <laughs> Cam Young's gonna win. I love right. how he just came out so hot with the winner. <laughs> our, our buddy Ralph. We have a fun story about Cam Young and a reason why we like him here a lot. So, our producer Ralph, who just smashed, you know, the, the you know. Saudi Arabia Phil's top five bet. He was at a <laughs> wedding um, right down the road at Hotel Bethlehem, historic Hotel Bethlehem. If you're not from the area, check it out. Historic. I guess Cameron Young's wife was relative or friend of the bride, and he was there. I don't know if you guys remember Ralph telling you a story, but Ralph was just up at the bar, and all of a sudden he was like, you look familiar. And he starts talking to Cam Young, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm on the tour. And he's like, oh, that makes sense, yada, yada. And just the fact that you know what we know from a from a a very reliable source that he's a good dude and he's got the MLB sponsor on his polos. Yeah, that is sick, dude. To be sponsored by the MLB. It's also while sponsored by RBC. And his caddy was uh he first of all, he finished tied third there last year. He gained four strokes putting last week, which is usually not part of his game. And his caddy won this tournament with Webb Simpson in two thousand and twenty. So I just think he played really, really well in the Masters last week, especially he was one of the guys got totally fucked by the bad tee times playing late in the afternoon on Friday with the wind and the rain. And then same thing Saturday, wind and rain still finished in the top 10. Um, You know, Ron come down maybe off, you know, he's a favorite. I don't like betting seven, nine to one guys anyway, but I just, I really like Cam Young. He's plus 250, top 10, which is my favorite bet. And then Sahith Tagala got in the top 10 last week. He didn't win, but he paid, he was, he was like 150 to one to win, win the Masters. His top 10 odds, 
um, which I didn't bet, were like 25 to 1. They were great. Damn. And he's 60 to 1 this week, 12 to 1 in the top five, and then he's like plus 550, top 10. I think he's just a guy that's up and coming and a great golfer. Um, and I think, you know, amongst a weaker field where you have a couple of the guys like Rory, John, uh, Cam Young, you know, th- those are really like a lot of the big names, more coward JT's playing. But I think Sitagala has, he's earned, you know, the, the respect that 60 to one is just way too high odds and it's got to be an auto fire. Yeah, he's a bet. He's a bet yeah, radar. Totally guy worth point. that number. Totally worth a couple bucks. Yeah. Okay. Crazy stat about RBC that I saw today. Six or no, sorry. Seven of the last eight winners either, um, <clears throat> either missed the cut at the Masters didn't qualify or finish 28th or worse. Wow. The last seven of the eight RBC winners. That's, That's kind of crazy. I'm going with Max Homa, my guy, 30 to one, <laughs> uh, finished 43rd at the masters. So he qualifies. Okay. Baseball, Jared, let's wrap it up. Um, it's a lot quicker. Yeah. Baseball games are a lot quicker, which is pretty sweet. We touched on that last week. We really like, we don't hate it. I swallowed my pride. We like the new rules. Uh, we like the base stealing. The boomer has confirmed. And we confirmed. love that our Yankees are playing really well. I mean, how about if you're betting the Rays every day? Dude, I mean, 11 just, and 0. Just you on the run line, too. Tip your cap. You're, Shout out Mitch Moss. First of 10 God. wins. He had the Rays. Yeah. Plus Wait, 900. Dude, dude's what a wizard. A, what a hit. Good, what he's a good hit. at few baseball futures. Uh, definitely a good follow at Mitch <clears> Moss Radio on Twitter if you like betting baseball futures. Mitch is really, really good at that. Um, and he's quite responsive if you if you DM him. Uh, but how about this? How about our New York Yankees guys? Um, we might not be eleven and zero, but we also didn't play the Detroit Tigers and the o- Oakland Athletics to start the season, who are literally <laughs> bottom feeders. It's a range session before we're around. eight and four, and the money is really coming from Yankees on the run line. We are one, two, three, four, five. We are six. Six and two on the run line and all plus prices except for um, Monday when Domingo went against um, Shane Bieber. Yankees, that was the first game they got a run and a half and you had to lay 175, but they did cover, so it was a winner. Um, and the team total, Yankees team total is an absolute overbet right now. Like I said, last year they averaged 5.3 runs per game. And um, I've been putting every total in there and a lot of three and a half fours early in the season. It's been sitting four, four and a half. Um, yesterday was four and a half went over. Today was four and a half. It was under uh, three and a half under against Cleveland. But we they were two and three to the over against the series with Baltimore, two and three to the over in the series against um, who did they play after the Giants? The Phillies, and same thing, two and three in the series against the Giants. Um, so definitely a good bet right now. Offense is booming, and uh, we are really roughing up opponents' bullpens, I've noticed. They've done a really, really good job early in the season um, just working through the starters, scoring a lot of runs off of the bullpens, and I mean, opponents, there was a game that they walked, they got six walks against the bullpen in one game. Um, bullpens are walking them at least once per game and they have absolutely tagged up the relievers. I mean, there's, they're averaging less than 
3.2 strikeouts a game against relief pitchers. And I feel like most good teams, I mean, they haven't played anyone too great. Cleveland's pretty good. Um, but it's good to see the lineups not getting put away early. Very exciting start to the season. Um, and I just have so much data that I'm crunching. I'm excited to share as, as we go on. And I All think, I think this is our year, baby. I really do. I think this is our <laughs> year. So get your Yankee tickets in now. And we get a pints and pies right up the street, dude. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, Great place to Yankee home. day games there. Great place. Pints and pies. Plug. Automatic awning. Judges on pace for 72 home runs right now. No Where are you going to eat wings if Jesus you're not there? Dude. No big deal. <laughs> no so. big deal. First at bat home run. Not shocking. Stanton looks pretty good to start. Dude, if he can give He's us like 40 dude. to 50 this year. And be good in the playoffs. I feel like Stanton could throw a baseball from home. They got to get rid of Clark Schmidt, though. <laughs> they have to get rid of Clark Schmidt. He sucks. I hate that guy. Invest Fran- all your money in Aaron Hicks. Franchi got some uh, pop off the bat. What an all time name, too. Yeah. Franchi. Uh, Franchi. Like, Mr. Cordero. That's a fucking Dude's a beast. Yeah, it's a sick name. He homered today. He homered yesterday, too. Yeah, two days in a row. He, I, they mashed the Guardians, Franchi, dude. Man. I know we, uh, Franchi. Listen, we are making fun <laughs> Get of, it tatted. we are making fun of NBA owners. We got to do the same thing in New York. Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner. Um, guys, what are we doing with Aaron Hicks? You know, what are you trying to prove? Mr. Get him out, dude. Mr. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> this guy's worth the money. Aaron, uh, listen, dude, I, I could be maybe just a tad worse than Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks drops five so balls. All he does is strike out. And then complains. I can hit 031. I'm sure I'll get lucky one day. <laughs> I can get hit by a ball. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'll close my eyes and magically make contact and it'll get in the field and I get one hit every 30 at bats. Like, it's just odds and, and probability. And it's really not that big of a yeah. difference. <laughs> and you don't even, and you know what the budget is? You don't even have to pay me a hundred million dollars. Oh. Dude, just let me get some food. Uh, just let me get a couple beers. We have so many good outfielders. It's so frustrating. And on top of it, he's miserable. Yeah. Which just makes it so guy. much worse, dude. He's not, it's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, superstar. You thought, you thought this clubhouse isn't giving you enough? Dude, you're moseying around like Eeyore. Like, he just looks like a bum, bro. He's a slot. Like, he's the guy that doesn't do anything at work, and you always have to pick up his stuff, to Frank's point. He's the guy that gets you more money at work. That's who Aaron Hicks is. And we're still signing checks and giving them over. Make it make sense. One day. One day, maybe. Who's going to trade for him? Nobody. So you got to eat the money, but he's got to be gone. He's got to be gone. Don't let him touch the field. So, I mean, uh, looking ahead, Yankees have a series coming up. Um, I believe it is against the Twins, who we absolutely own, and it 100% is against the Twins. Uh, it starts tomorrow, Thursday. Johnny Burrito, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, but he's 2-0 and with a 0.90 ERA. New kid has absolutely been shoving, and we own the Twins. So let's look to win another two out of three. Definitely get parlaying up the Yankees' uh you know, run line or money line with the team total over bet, both of them straight up. Um, they're making us some money to start the year and we love to see them winning. Um, and baseball is better than ever right now. So yeah, put all your bets everywhere and everywhere. follow all the socials everywhere. Do everything. Drink the beers, do everything you can think of. Let's bet a lot of money and play golf this weekend. Ooh, I like that. What are the odds on the best golfer in the group this weekend? Who do we think is going to win? Either myself or Jared. Yeah, I could see that. But if I get my short game clean, I think I think I'm in the running. Not me. Minus twelve million. I could I could see a max. I could see a max homa dynamic with myself. If I show up early, might be antagonizing around the turn. The hot dogs are always included. 
All right, don't, don't don't count your boy out. Uh, th- thanks for watching, guys. Watching, listening, wherever you are. Check us out at Lunch Beers Pod. www.lunchbeerspodcast.com. My dad just texted me and asked if I like your haircut. <laughs> oh, Jerry's got a haircut. <laughs>